Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. While Jurassic World may be wowing the crowds at the cinema, a new study from researchers at Imperial College has been making waves in the world of real-life dinosaurs. Because although scientists have previously found evidence for soft tissues, like blood, in very well-preserved dinosaur fossils, this has nonetheless still been controversial. But now cutting-edge microscopy techniques have revealed what look like blood cells and even protein fibres in fossilised bones dating back 75 million years. Kat took a trip to the Natural History Museum to meet the fossils, as well as researcher Susanna Maidment, to dig a bit deeper. We wanted to break bits off the fossils to put them in the microscope. And as you can probably imagine, um, there is some reluctance uh, among museum curators to allow you to break large chunks of bone off their dinosaur fossils. So uh, when we wanted to do this, we, we applied for um, to destructively sample these specimens, so to break bits off them. So as you can imagine, um, you know, the sort of the collections manager was, was keen that we used material that wasn't really beautiful. So we chose some specimens that were already broken. Actually, that was really helpful because we could actually snap bits off the inside of the fossils as well. So the sorts of fossils that we have in front of us right now are quite fragmentary, they're quite broken, and they're sort of little bits of material. And so they look fairly unimpressive um, and unremarkable on the outside. But what was on the inside was uh, a bit more impressive. Can you describe to me some of the fossils and and what you looked at? The first thing that we we looked at was this bone, which um, I'm showing you, which is a a claw from a meat-eating dinosaur. So we we started off by looking at, at this bone and we drilled a small hole in it and broke a little bit off from the, the inside of the bone. We then um, looked at a few other bones. So down here we have um, a lower leg bone from a duck-billed dinosaur, so something like a hadrosaur. Um, this is like kind of two feet long and a foot across. This must have come from a very big animal. Oh yeah, the, these animals are huge. So actually next to it here we've got its, its upper leg bone and that's what, like a metre and a half maybe? So these are, you know, yeah, these, are, these are big animals, absolutely. These are big herbivorous dinosaurs, so big plant eaters. What did you find when you looked in detail at their bones? Well, the first thing that we found from the, from the claw was we found a series of um, oval structures that immediately when Sergio saw them, he said, these look exactly like red blood cells. And when he told me that, I, you know, I'm a paleontologist, I know that you can't find soft tissues in things that are 75 million years old, and you don't find blood cells in dinosaurs. So I said, you know, don't be ridiculous, of course, this isn't blood at all. It must be bacteria or pollen or some sort of modern contamination. So uh, we then went through a kind of process of trying to eliminate all of these different ideas that I kept throwing in there that, that these could be. We then uh, got a sample of blood from a bird so that birds are the direct descendants of dinosaurs so if we're going to try and figure out what dinosaur blood might look like the birds are the best places to start so we went to a colleague of mine at the royal vet college who happened to have an emu in his freezer and uh, so we said i love, that, I love you just drop that in he's got an emu in his yeah. freezer so he very kindly extracted some blood for us from his emu uh, and let us uh, take some blood and put it under the microscope to compare it and what we saw was extremely similar so morphologically just the shape of them they look like you know they we look they look pretty good to be blood cells um, and then we, we then had to do a 
variety of other analyses to try and confirm that. Now, the other things that we found when we looked at this duck-billed dinosaur's leg bones and also um, some rib, rib fragments from a dinosaur, I don't know what dinosaur, pretty much dinosaur ribs look like dinosaur ribs, as you, know, you can't tell the, the different species, but we found um, some fibres that uh, had this very distinct banded structure. And that banding is absolutely characteristic of modern collagen, which is a soft tissue that makes up bone. You're looking at these fossils that are 75 million years old. You think you see evidence of red blood cells, of collagen, the kind of stuff that makes up the tissue. What does that tell you about what these dinosaurs might have been like? There's a couple of things that we can do with this sort of information. Um, if this proves to be right, and these are indeed red blood cells, and this is indeed collagen, in terms of the red blood cells, there's a really, really well-established relationship um, among vertebrates between red blood cell size and metabolic rate. So that is, the smaller the red blood cells, the faster the metabolic rate. Um, and animals with fast metabolic rates tend to be warm-blooded, whereas those with slow metabolic rates tend to be cold-blooded. So if we were able able to get lots and lots of different red blood cells from lots of different dinosaurs, we might be able to look at the size of the red blood cells and find out whether or not they had or who had the fastest metabolic rate and who had the slowest metabolic rate and that would be a subject of some interest to paleontologists because the ancestors of dinosaurs are thought to have been cold-blooded animals whereas their descendants the birds we know are warm-blooded so somewhere along that evolutionary lineage from uh, sort of the, the pro-dinosaurs through to birds, we have the evolution of warm-bloodedness. And that, you know, where that happens within dinosauria is quite interesting because if all dinosaurs are warm-blooded, then that might tell us that dinosaurs were quite um, bird-like in their behaviours and their physiologies and, and, you know, the way they lived. Whereas if they were cold-blooded, perhaps they're a bit more reptilian and sluggish and, you know, a bit more like reptiles that we know today.